0: evening, wherever you are. Listen, I'm away. I'm in Dubai at the moment, but I'm still on the show. And listen, what I want to talk about first, before we go into the show, is that, listen, I've done a thing with, uh, of course, Bet Victor again this week, and we were talking about, or Adam was talking about, Manchester United versus Arsenal. Is it the fiercest rival in the Premier League? Personally, I think it was, uh, and still is um, the best. I'm not saying, like, we're not talking about Derby games, talking about fiercest rival. Just take a look at what he had to say. See if you agree with it. I certainly did.
1: I, I, I don't... I think the most fiercest rivalry, and not Derby, yeah, yeah, was Manchester United-Arsenal. There was always a little bit of needle there, be- needle between the managers, needle between the players, the captains, everything you see, Kevin De Bruyne and that walking off the pitch, shaking each other's hands, holding each other and that, and it's all a bit friendly. So, I do think, in terms of football-wise and the quality of football, it's right up there with the Arsenal-Manchester United stuff. Um... But I do think there's, there's not enough needle yeah. there for, for for that to be the fiercest rival. where's the Vieira um, and Jean Although rivalry? in terms of the quality of the football, it, it's, it's of course right up there. Um, in terms of a derby, no. I've always felt, obviously, Manchester United, Liverpool, biggest two teams. And when we play each other, I've, I'm more nervous for that game than anything else. But the quality of the games is never really great. Um, as a neutral, I, I always enjoy watching the else. North London derbies. Because they are they are usually good games of football. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But yeah, in terms of the fiercest rivalry, I have to go Man United Arsenal. It's because of all I've got to hold on to is the past, and (laughs) believe me, I'm holding on to it.
2: Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to Lee Judges TV. I am your host, Dan Potts, and I'm with Lee Judges. And I have to say, Lee Judges, looking at that clip, how did you manage to stand still for that long, mate? That was very impressive, <laughs> mate. I'd <I'll laughs> say that.
0: Listen, I, I, we had technical difficulties in my. Uh, uh, with uh, my camera and whatever, like, so I had to just do the best. Uh, still, uh, I, I've got to say, I put a good photo up as well, so I'm quite pleased with it. like,
2: yeah, You look lovely, mate. Do you know what else is lovely? Me and you are that connected. We've got the same, exactly the same polo shirt on tonight, mate. Well, I'm on mean, un- it. I'm jealous because I wish I was in Dubai. Um, oh, first of all, mate, how are you so getting well. on over there, mate? You just got yeah, it, yeah, Dubai,
0: It's fantastic over here, like, you know, um, just got over here yesterday, uh, this morning, um, and. Um, it's about, uh, just gone half past 12 at night over here now. So, uh, but, oh my God, over a hundred degrees today. It was like, you know, and, um, you know, guess what? Uh, I, I, I didn't have me hat with me because like you know, we, we had to put the cases in the, um, hotel because the, the hotel weren't ready. The room weren't ready. And I was a bit worried, but they, they let me get me out. So I'm all right. Like, you know what I mean? So, uh, Oh, mate, so, you, don't want to
2: burn, you don't want to burn that bonds, mate. You don't want to burn that bonds. Oh, too, no, right?
0: no. I'll tell you what. There's two things you don't want to burn, and one of them is your red. I'll leave the other <laughs> one to the <be> imagination. <laughs> yeah,
2: we won't all say right. the other one. We'll wait a bit <laughs> later until we can say what the other one is. Listen, guys, thank you all for joining us. We've got a bit of an announcement because we have got a very special event happening next Thursday. Um, and we're going to put it up on screen now for you all. We've got an event which is a live audience event and it is at the Hippodrome Casino in London. It's on the 21st of April, seven o'clock until nine o'clock. If you do want to come, please show your interest and express your interest in the comments section on the YouTube uh, video below. We are going to have Lee Judges TV and the Highbury Squad linking up. We're going to have a two-hour podcast shared by both of those platforms, and we're going to have guests, Harry Simu from the Chronicles of Aguna and Tom Canton from the Aguna Talk, and, of course, our good friend of the show and special guest, ex arsenal legend, Kevin Campbell. If you would like to attend, as I say, please get yourself into the comment section after this video on the YouTube. It is an email. Uh, only invite so we please express your interest and we'll make sure that we make contact with you and get you to the event we're looking forward to it um all of the guys are uh and Sophie of course uh and w- I think it'll be a good event Lee it's nice to do something face to face mate
0: yeah really looking forward to it like you know it's been in the pipeline for a little while we've been trying to um get a date for us so a week today in it like um we'll be going you know, I think we're doing a like uh, a sort of live podcast a meet and greet like you know uh Few questions and answers things and, and things like that. And uh, yeah, I think it's all free as well. So you just got to um, show an interest uh, that you want to go. And um, we'll get back to you. And, uh, you know, the tickets will be in the post, as they say, like, you know. So uh, really, really looking forward to it. Um, obviously, Tom and Harry are turning up as well. Like, you know, Big Kev coming down from Manchester as well. So that's a really good thing. And of course, most importantly, Sophie as well, coming over from America. You know, I've never met Sophie uh, in person. So, um, really looking forward to that. Uh, seeing her Thursday, she's at the Man United game as well. So, uh, yeah, uh, a really um, exciting week coming up, isn't it? I'm really looking forward to that. And uh, the Hippodrome, Leicester Square. Uh, phew, you can't beat that, mate, I'll tell you that, like, you know. So, uh, a yeah. bit of of blackjack afterwards, Dan boy. I think, you know.
2: Yeah, mate, roulette, roulette for me, mate. I'm all over the roulette. Oh, you're but, all um, over the
0: roulette table, are you like? Okay, yeah, cool, I like, the, I like a bit of cool.
2: roulette, mate. And blackjack, and blackjack, I must admit. I like poker, but I, I don't think I've got time to play poker all night. I won't get back till about 7 o'clock in the morning otherwise. <laughs> so, um, probably <laughs> best i stay off the poker table, Absolutely. Um, As we just put up there, please do comment on the video if you'd like to come. We have 30 spaces available, so please get your interest in. It's absolutely free, um, so we hope to see you there. Um, It'd be great to see some of our regular listeners that can attend if you are available on that date next Thursday. Lee, let's get straight into it. Um, I heard some news today, Lee Judges, that Lacazette might be out. Uh, He hasn't trained for three days, and he's got an injury knock. Uh, Injury knock, from what I'm hearing. Um, and it could be a blessing in disguise, some are saying, that we might have to change up the way that we are playing. Now, of course, we've named this podcast in relation to Lacazette, not just because of what the news we've heard, but also because of his lack of goals this season. A lot of people are saying that it was a real mistake not replacing a Bamiyang. I was certainly of that of that ilk as well. We're struggling with goals, so's Eddie, and we don't look to be scoring at the moment at all with some of our committee scorers, as people are calling them, Saka, Smith, Erdegaard, God etc. Do you a bit think bit quiet. This could
0: quiet today, be... I man? has Been a bit quiet so yeah. today.
2: I'm... Do you know what? I I've, I didn't want to go too much into it because I ain't got much time. But that was a bit of a shock for me tonight, from what I'm three seeing. Three nil down, I, I think. And Barcelona. Mm. Yeah, somebody our our Toby, mm.
3: some, yeah, somebody on our channel called
2: Toby. Yeah, somebody on our channel called Toby said that Barcelona were going to easily walk the Europa League and West Ham yeah. will be out. So they're, they're should out. Be interesting when we next to our top not just four out, show, just not it? They're at that. <laughs> <They're not laughs> Absolutely. Uh Lee, in all seriousness, if Lacker's out, is he gonna play Eddie up front or are we gonna finally see Martin Hilly up there?
0: I think he'll play Eddie. I, I I I I really do, you know. Listen, we've we're gonna let's be really honest about this. We've criticised um our Art, uh, Arteta over the last week or so for um not playing Tavares as the backup left back. Um so who's the backup striker for uh, Lacazette? Eddie, in it. So I, 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 expect to see Eddie out there. Really, like you know, I don't think it's the right, the right call. If I'll be honest, I think I will go with Martinelli. Not because um, I've got anything against Eddie. It's just that the future is Martinelli. Uh, Eddie's not going to be here next year. Martinelli is. We need to do something, though, Dan. Something needs to be done. I, I, listen, I don't. I'm not uh, in the. Um, in the book of um saying that i'm pleased i've seen it on twitter a lot, a lot of people are pleased that lacazette's injured or whatever mm. I, don't, I don't i don't go around that um don't go buying that because i still think he's got an important role to play even if it's on the bench i want michael to be bold with his decisions not being not being forced to make decisions you know and that's what he's looked like he's going to be doing so hopefully he is available um and, and, and we'll be on the bench but for me i think that he see um we're going to see Eddie, mate. I really do. And uh, Do you think, you know, Lee, just
2: on that point with Eddie, do you think that Eddie, although I know you're not a fan and I'm certainly not a fan, I think in the last couple of games or cameo appearances, he's actually put in more of a fight and an effort than Lacquer, is not he? I think he's been really,
0: the last two games, I think he's been really sharp. He's come on and done really, really well. I thought he done really, really well in the, um, in the game uh, against Bryant with the header. I thought he was very, very unlucky with that. And I thought that um, he um, looked lively in both games. He can't do no more than what he's done in the last couple of games. But coming on as a substitute when it's, um, you know, like like it has been in the last couple of games, is completely different to starting, as we all well know. So, I, 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 I'm, I'm, not quite in the camp that he should be starting. But uh, listen, you can't. Criticise Arteta for not playing Tavares and then and and then not doing doing it with Eddie. You know, I don't know what's going to happen with Tavares. I don't know if we're going to talk about that as well at this moment in time. But for me, um, I, I would go Martinelli um, and then I, I, I honestly would would put Saka at left back for this game and um, uh, and that gets Pepe and you'll Pepe in the side as well. Like you know, what I mean? so uh, uh, that's how I'd go with it. But I've got a feeling that Eddie's going to start. Yeah and. Uh, listen if uh if, if he does it's a big big call and um, you know he's got to he's got to got to get it right on on, on saturday got to get it right
2: What's your thoughts of our opponents? Because we didn't have a, we haven't got a Southampton fan tonight, unfortunately. Because the, um, the one we were using um, is on his holidays, not as much commitment as you, Lee. Because you've no, him. no, shame um, on. him. But uh, shame on him. He isn't about tonight, and we are being joined by Graham Brooks uh, very soon. But I wanted to get your your thoughts on the opponents, Lee, because they've got absolutely battered by Chelsea six 0 Now, I can tell you one thing for sure. We are not going to beat them 6-0. That's a definite. But they're definitely a team that are low on confidence. But in a way, they're a team that are pretty much safe and on the beach, so to speak. They're not going to go down. They're definitely not going to win a cup. They're not going to go into Europe. So they're just kind of just seeing their season out. So in a way, this isn't a bad opponent to have. But on the other hand, Lee, no game's easy. And also, they're a team that can cause some problems, particularly away from home. So what's your thoughts on Southampton?
0: Listen, my, my thoughts on Southampton Formwork book, book goes out the window Look at Brighton last week Seven games without a win Seven games without a goal Come and beat us at the Emirates So, uh, uh, if I'll be honest um, Southampton uh, have been on a poor run Since they actually done us a favour By beating Spurs They've had a great result against Spurs Since that result They've sort of dipped in form um, So they have be looking to get a big win Just got smashed by uh, Chelsea, of course So um, Different team now, you know, uh, uh, with Chelsea because their forward comes back into the to the equation where he wasn't playing last week, so he's going to cause us a few problems. I quite like him. Rojon, is it is his, is that his name or Rojon, I don't know what his uh, name. Broja, Broja, Rojon Brojon. like him for a young kid, a very very good player. God, obviously couldn't play last week, so but he can play this week. So um, I think it'd be a very very difficult game for us, Dan. I I really do. I've got no confidence. I'll be honest, going into any game at this moment in time because the last two games have drained me of all the combat. If you can't beat Brighton seven games um, without a win, seven games without a goal, and you can't beat them, you can't really have any justification to say, yes, you're going to go and beat Southampton, only like hope that you can. Listen, if we don't beat them... It's good night as far as the, the top four is concerned. A lot mm-hmm. of people I know are saying that it's good night as it is as, at the moment. But my my motto is that why you've still got a chance, you've still got to keep fighting in there, like you know, because anything can happen in the, in the Premier League. Injuries can happen, so I think that at the end of the day, we've 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 just got to win this game. Anything but a win, and and then it's yeah. all over. But uh, I, I don't think it'd be an easy game. I think Southampton are a decent side. I, I've never re- I don't. I don't know if you've ever been to uh, to Mary's, but it's no, one of those. I, grand- I
2: will be there on Saturday.
0: Are yeah, you going Saturday? Like, yeah, it's one of those games. It's one of those grounds. Even though it's a new ground, it's 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 not a great place to go to. Um, it's difficult. Um, so it's going to be a real, real tough game. I could say like the Dell was always difficult as well, like you know. But this, it just seems like it's. I don't know. I, you, you tell me what you think after Saturday. I... I, I, I you know, I've been there a few times. we on on some good results and some bad results. If I'll be honest, so um, it's not one of my favourite grounds to go to. So, um, so we're going to be difficult. It's going to be a difficult, difficult game. As you see it, game.
2: I'm nervous, mate. If I'm honest, mm. I'm nervous because of the uh, performance at Brighton. The most, the thing I'm nervous about the mostly, I've got to say this. The thing I'm nervous about the most is our manager picking the team, because if I see chakra at left back again. Well, then we're gonna have serious worries, mate. We're gonna have serious worries. You, you know, if I said to you now we've got Eddie up front, Len chakra at left back, you know, you're not gonna go into the game with any confidence, are you? And no. like, that's my biggest no. worry, mate. That is my biggest worry you, at the weekend. i say
0: if that does happen, I'm going on the pina coladas. I will tell you that now, like you know, I mean, I'm not <laughs> gonna watch the game. I, I, I mean, if I'm gonna have a look at the team sheet, and 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 if that is the case, then it, you know, your miles is just going to get yourself drunk and uh, not worry about it because it's not going to happen. I, I don't know who he's going to play at left back then because, you know, if I'll be honest, if you can't trust Tavares at home against a team that's not won seven games and not scored, how can you trust, how can you put the kid back in against Southampton, Chelsea, Southampton away, Chelsea away, Manchester United at home? You know, he needed to play him in that game against Brighton. It's a ridiculous decision. Um, and, And one that really does. I I think um, put a lot of doubts for me about Mikel Artur. I really do. I, I just think it was. Horre- well, let me ask you
2: this then. I read this one. Who do you think we'll both have a go at this? Who do you think will be our left back? Because I'm going to say this now. I think it will be Granite Chaka. I think it will. Who are you going for at left back?
0: I'm going for. for I think he go. I think he's got three options, and he's only got three options in my 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 book. He brings Ben White in at right back, puts Cedric at left back, brings in Holding if he wants to go for, for back four. I think um, otherwise he brings Saka in at left back. who We know has done very very well in there. Saka's not scoring at the moment and really not contributing too much as a, in, in far far as was goals. If he was scoring, I wouldn't be. I'll be a little bit more hesitant about that. Or he goes back three. Back free. Um, and um, and then I again I think he'd play Saka as that wing back on the left hand side. Um, if it was me, I, I, as I said earlier on, I, I would go with Saka at the back, um, at left back. I know I know people are going to say, Oh well you say that?" Don't put square pegs in round holes. And players that he's played left back before and been very very impressive in left back for us. Um, and it also opens up the front. For, for Pepe as well, like to get a little bit of a run as well, like that's why, what I would do. Um, but if I see Granite Shacker at the back, um, and uh, listen, nothing against Granite Shacker playing left back. I thought we'd done okay at left back. But what you're doing is taking him completely out of the midfield. You know, we 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 can't do that. You know, we've got to play Shaka and um, Laconga in there as a, as, a, as a two, and and Oulagard because don't forget we've playing Shacker where he done. It also put Ulagaar back into a midfield place. And it, what it done was it, it disrupted his performances as well, you know what I mean? And then on top of that, um, Smith Rowe has been doing much, much better out as, as a wide player. So, it, it just it baffles me why he done it. If he does it again and we lose, then uh, oh, dear, oh, dear, oh dear, I just okay. don't, I, you know, I, I don't really see where… We're going with with, with, this, with this team and, and, and manager if that was manager. to happen. Yeah, I'm really worried.
2: Let me bring some of these comments up because the, these are very relevant for what we're talking about here. Rich from uh, Rich Butler from Over and, Over and Over and Over again podcast has said, if Arteta plays Chaka at left-back again on Saturday, then he should be sacked as soon as he hands in the team sheet. A lot of people are saying, please do not play Granite Chaka at left-back. And oh, Shane has made that. a great... No, absolutely. And Shay Tanya's made a great point here. What's the point of having Tavares? That is a great, great point. Because we are trying to do all we can at the moment not to play our backup left back. And I honestly say this again, judges, there is no way that he deserves this, Nuno Tavares. He has no. not been as shocking as some of no. pe- as some of the other performances I've seen in this team. And it, we are now quite, looking at getting our backup left back who we've signed to be replacement for Kieran Tierney and we're doing everything in our power to prevent him from getting in the side and we're more than happy to get the, uh, ruin our system and put three or four people out of position. Like you say, there's three or four options. We can bring Cedric on to left-back out of position, Ben White out of position at right-back, Lukonga on his own and Anka uh, in the middle, uh, uh, in my opinion, not not good enough. Go back to a back three, people are saying. Bring holding back in. Why do we need to do all that? Can't we just play Nuno Tavares for Kieran Tierney and take, well, it, take it? Dan,
0: if he plays Tavares now... I, I think he deserves to be sacked as well. How can you play Tavares after not playing him against Brighton at home? How can you do that to the kid? I, 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 I just think that it's just a horrendous decision. At the end of the day, listen, he's played two bad games uh, against Nottingham Forest and Crystal Palace, hauled off after 25 minutes in the game against Nottingham Forest, and hauled off at 45 minutes on the game against Palace and he was the only player. The the whole team was poor against Nottingham Forest, and the whole team was poor against Crystal Palace. So, you know, um, and and, and I I watched the game against Brighton, which he wasn't involved in. I see a poor performance um, first half. It was absolutely shambolic, if I'll be honest. Poor performance. Did he make a change? Did he change things around? Did he? No. Not ruthless at all there, was he? But he's ruthless with his kid. So, I, 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 if if he plays him on Saturday, I'll be furious. Furious. Because if you cannot play him against Brighton, why are you playing him against Southampton away? You set the team up to fail on Saturday for, for, for reasons that baffle me. Why would you do it? Why would you then go and change it again? I don't think Tavares will play for Arsenal again this season. I, and if he does you know, shame on you, Mikhail Artel, because at the end of the day, you 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 made a rod for your own back by what you've done. And it's just one of the most shocking decisions I've seen from a football manager. Sunday morning stuff, this is this is top level football we're talking about. And that's the sort of thing you see on a Sunday morning when your manager turns up pissed because he's been out in the pub the night before. That's how I see it. You know, it's a yeah, shocking, I can't, I can't shocking decision. Yeah, I can't disagree,
2: mate. I, and, I can't um, disagree.
0: You know, I've lost a lot of faith in in, in Mikel. I'm going to back him to the end of the season because I feel that, you know, um, we have still in with a chance of doing it. But I think he's really up against it now. And he needs to really, yeah, really produce the performances now.
2: Well, let's bring this in, Lee, because uh, Reddy's made a good comment saying, hold on, Lee. Bringing back Nuno Tavares is correcting his mistake. What would you say to
0: that? Yeah, I think it is correcting his mistake, but you're asking a player then to play against Southampton away and then go to Chelsea away and Manchester United at home. The The obvious choice was to bring him against Brighton, who hadn't won seven games and not scored a goal. Why? So why did you not bring him in in that game? I know you're correcting the mistake, but ultimately... It tells me and it tells the player, and it tells everybody, you just you know, you don't trust him. If you can't play him in that game, Dan, you know you're not playing that.
2: I have played football, you know what I
0: mean, and if the manager had done that to me, I I I, I would be saying, right,
2: I've got You know he don't like you.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'd say like, you know, um come training and all that and I'll say, I've got a hamstring injury or I've got a back strain. Uh, you know what I mean, scans can't say that whatever can't prove it if you've got a back injury and not like you know what i mean for me he's done he's done after that like you know what i mean I, I, I and if he does play him i just think it's just such a i just uh, you know I, I don't know i will be baffled baffled if he does play him i don't think he will I, I, I you know what i mean the mentality of that is saying like you know um nah for whatever reason you, listen dan you don't. If you really rate a player and you want to develop in him do well, you don't take him off after twenty minutes in an FA Cup game when everybody's playing poor. Everybody. You got a young eighteen-year-old kid, Charlie or You know, he was was completely and utterly out of his depth. He didn't come off after twenty minutes. Didn't ruin him, did he? So, for, for me, you know, it, it, it's it's the worst decision. I, I, I actually said one of the worst decisions, and I, 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 I you can go back and have a look at the interviews when he took him off against Nottingham Fresh, I said it was the worst decision. Yeah, I remember. He's ever made. You know what I mean? Like you know, and and he's gone and done an even worse than one there. Like you know what I mean? I don't know how many more how many more mistakes and baffling mistakes that Mikel's got left in the in the locker before fans think you know maybe he's not the answer. I don't know. I, I think these next few weeks, Dan, and I'm not being over-exaggerating on this, you know what I mean, are massive. If he was to lose against Southampton, so which could happen, and if he loses to Chelsea, which could happen, and then Man he Knight, doesn't beat Man United. West Ham. And West Ham. West Ham, I, I think, you know, I wanted... Listen, I, I, I'm I. going to be really honest. I, I've i got no affinity for West Ham, but I wanted West Ham to win today because that means that they play their semi-final in between us, you know what I mean, like, so we we play in between that game, so I'm just thinking that's, you know, like, benefiting to us, you you know, because we've been there when we played Man United a couple of years ago, didn't really go for it, don't want to get injuries in, you know, a semi-final in between, so that's the only reason I wanted West Ham to win, that's not because, that shows you how confident I am going into games of football at the moment, that I want teams to, to, you know, have one eye on something else than play us so it's a big big caller, like, you know I don't really know what's going to happen on, on, on Saturday you know I, I, I do you know what Dan I'm not looking forward to it I, I, no, I'll be honest I,
2: why would we be why would we no, be and, and I, I, is... I'm fearful I'm fearful yeah of course and um, you, like you say it's quite easy for us at the moment to see the way we're playing, us losing to Chelsea United and, and uh, West Ham. It is. A lot of people are saying, oh, I don't know how we, where, the, where the next win's going to come. If it don't come on Saturday against Southampton, the next three are even harder. Um, one, one comment that's coming here, Lee, is a super chat actually, is, is from TAV's FC. Do you feel for Ramsdale with your poor defending? Now, this is something that has come up over the last few weeks for now that our full-backs are injured. Because with our full-backs, I think Tommy Asimutini definitely strengthened our defence. But of late, we have been leaking goals. So, let's be honest.ly and I, I'm not going to ask the question in terms to Ramsdale, but certainly the defending at the moment is looking pretty shambolic at times, isn't it?
0: Yeah, um, it has. I think that's been our strength. I've always said that, and I felt that we was going to get to top four because of uh, the on the back of our defending. I didn't know then Tierney was going to get injured. When you've also lost your other other uh, right back. Now listen, when you're taking a defence and you're taking the best your best fallbacks out of that equation, you know what I mean like the backups are not going to be as good. That's just the way it is, and like. and because of that, we've 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 suffered, and, and and we will suffer now. The worrying thing about that, Dan, is that when we had our defence and I mean Tierney back in there as well and even Cedric Cedric's done well um, we never looked like we was going to um, score too many goals but we didn't look like we was going to concede now we look like we're going to concede at least one every single game so to win games of football now we're going to have to score two goals we haven't got two goals in us so that, that, that's that's the, the the crunch of the matter we, you know when we played Aston Villa as well as we played we never looked like scoring more than one we defended really really well now we've got Shakiness in in the defence, and I think that maybe that's affecting Ramsdale a little bit because I don't think he's been quite a, a, as good as he has been at the beginning of the season. I don't know if he, that little injury is not helping him or whatever like that. But ultimately, um, we are going to concede goals now. Um, how many? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I, 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 I. I, I, I we, how can I say this? Like three or four weeks ago we I think I never clean sheet, clean sheet, we we're getting clean sheets all the time. I was predicting two nils, one nil wins. I wouldn't put I would never predict Arsenal now to get a clean sheet to now to the end of the season and unless they sort out this back four or back three or whatever they're gonna go to. So um and I, I, I think the defence is now unstable. Gabriel look at look at you know, poor performances in the last set. why? Because he hasn't got his left back there. In, in, in his performances Ben White Has done okay But Cedric Has has been Pretty pretty decent For us But Ultimately He's, he's still no Tommy Asso Is he You know what I mean So we've been struggling right. Dan. We've been struggling um, So When that When you, you know Your defence Is not as sh- Um uh, as solid as it should be, you've got to start looking for some goals somewhere along the line. And this is the problem for me now. Where are we going to get the goals from? Because I think now to win games of football, we are going to have to score two instead of one. And, uh, you know, people will go, oh, well, we won 2 0 here and we won 2 0 there. Yeah, because that's on the back of keeping clean sheets, solid defending and we've been one 0 up and then it's another goal late on or whatever, like, you know. So I think it's a big big, big worry for us now, like, you know, I have got no confidence in any part area of the field where I had confidence in our goalkeeper, I had confidence in our back four, definitely confidence with Partey and Shacker in midfield. Um not hundred percent if I'll be honest with the front line, but I'll, but but you know that was doing well, but now I haven't got any confidence in any side, any part of it, and as and, and hence why I'm not looking forward to Saturday, and, and 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 you know hopefully I'll be proved proved wrong, and the team will put in a performance. I'm, I'm desperate that we do, but listen, I wouldn't be surprised if we lose to Southampton. I wouldn't be surprised if we get get staffed against yeah. Chelsea, and I wouldn't be surprised if we don't as poor as Man United are. You know, I I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't beat them. Like you know, and, that, and where that will put us. You know, it's frightening,
2: mate. It's frightening. It really is. Um, welcome to the show, Graham Brooks. Graham, how are you, sir?
3: Oh, good evening, mate. How are you, Dan? All right,
2: Lee? Uh, hello, Graham. You all right, mate?
3: Nice to see you both. Just uh, got in from work, literally. Just sort of spun in, uh, put a T-shirt on and rushed in. Work? So. What's that? What's work? What's work? You know I Nice. Shocking. Well, I'm, uh, I'm a CW trade union rep, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> Defending Graham. people... Working for
2: people with terms and conditions, uh, like you know. Well, you, know, you might be. You might be working on uh, Mikel Arteta in the next couple of weeks. Well, I think you might be. Uh, Graham, just want to get your thoughts. Me and Lee have been talking about the fact that Arsenal at the moment have got problems pretty much across. The board. We've got problems at the back, we've got problems at fullback, we've got problems in attack and we've got problems in midfield. The injuries to Thomas Party and Kieran Tierney has been a cause for concern. But Mikel Arteta's tactics at the weekend were a shambles in my opinion. Playing Granite Chaka at left back. I saw you and James on the Tactical Insight Show, baffled as we all were, uh, that he we went with Granite Chaka. And we just want to get your opinion, Graham, on what you think. He's going to do on Saturday, because I have a nasty feeling that we're going to see Granit Xhaka at left-back again. And he seems that stubborn manager, Mikel, that he's going to try and make it work. And Lee thinks that Abkay Xhaka might go back there. Uh, A lot of people in the chat say, why have we got Nuno Tavares? Just play him. So I'd love to get your thoughts on what you think the team lineup's going to be, mate. I've got to be honest with you, I don't
3: know what he's going to do. And do you know what... Over the last few weeks, as James said in the show we did uh, uh, and uh, all the regulars at AFTV have said, they've always known pretty much roughly what he's going to do week in, week out. But um, I think this weekend I've got this funny feeling uh, that he's going to play Jacker at left-back again. I just honestly think he's going to do that. I I think um, think that when I think back to last weekend, uh, I think he should have played Tavares at left-back. I think it was a massive mistake, and I, I'm not just calling that because of what happened. Um, had had he had Tomiyasu fit, there was an argument that he could play Tomiyasu at right back and, uh, and maybe move Cedric to left back. Maybe he could do that. Um, but, you know, to move a guy in at left back who's not a left back, even though he trusts him as a footballer, I think was... Exposed us. Uh, it literally sort of like changed everything about the dynamic of the, the way the team has been working the last few months. And um, and also the fact is, and I think Lee said it himself. You know, if you take party out of the midfield, you, you don't want to take Jacko out as well because they are the two in midfield who are best two midfielders. You're literally weakening the midfield. So and then of course as a result of that you lose the wide rotations as, because Odegaard doesn't play up so high uh, because Lukonga can't anchor the midfield on his own. You know, I, I think I would have gone last week, and I did say if Tommy Ashley wasn't fit, keep with Tavares, keep faith in him. He is the backup. and He's had two poor games, um, admittedly, but he is the backup. Um, and don't weaken the team elsewhere. Um He could put Jacker there. If you put Jacker next to Lekonga, as weak as Tavares was defensively against Crystal Palace, that strengthens that side, doesn't it? Because Jacker can sit there and protect uh, Nuno, you know, offer some protection there. Because Nuno was exposed against Crystal Palace in that system where they were playing three, uh, two number eights. There was a massive gap on that uh, Nuno side, which Palace exploited. Uh, in behind, they targeted it. So, Jacker had sat really next to conga uh, I'm not saying, you know, this is a, a home game against Brighton, admittedly. Um, but for all that, I think Sambi went because we're talking about party was playing there uh, against Palace before Party got injured, so I can understand it to a point. Party was there in the lone pivot role, but it's taken Party a while to work out how to play that so well this season. To put Lukonga in there uh, as an anchor, I think was a massive ask of Lukonga, uh, and I think what he did was because he put Lukonga there, he didn't want to trust the virus as well. He didn't want to play two there, and I think it's easy to hook a, a left back uh, and put Jacka there who he trusts as as a footballer. Uh, it didn't work last year. I thought that the, the problem you had with it was not just defensively. You saw it in the goal. We conceded the first goal because the way Jack got exposed up high, you know, sort of that the whole back line, you put someone there. When the same def- – I know Lee always says, actually, play the same defenders week in, week out because basically you get a structure there and people understand how to play the high line, when to come out and all the rest of it. But Jacker abandoned his position. They got in behind. But the thing with Jacker is he can't go up high and offer something on the left-hand side for Martinelli, can he, on the outside, whereas Tavares could. And so it made sense, really, to play uh, Lekonga next to Jacker and play Tavares at left-back. If he didn't have a full-back he could move over there. Uh, the only alternative would have been to play Ben White at right-back, maybe, uh, and move Cedric to left-back. But, you know, I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of playing a... Um, I know see, he gets these ideas from Man City, doesn't he? And we know that because uh, I know... Pep you know, plays people at left back or not left backs like Fabian Delph and all the rest of it. So, but you know, I think he weakened us. It'd be terrible mistake, I think, to play it tomorrow down against Southampton. But I think he's going to do it, you know.
2: Yeah, I've got a really bad feeling that he is going to do that, and I think that weakens a lot of areas on the pitch. Something I want to bring up next, boys, is something that's been going on at the chat at the moment, one of which is a super chat, but I'm going to put a couple up first. We're struggling for goals. Lacazette might be injured. Graham, I don't know if you've heard that, but Lacazette may be injured. He's not trained for the last two days. A lot of people are wondering if Eddie will play and when the start of the show, me and Lee were discussing that. But one player that we have got to utilise, and I'm going to bring it up again. He's not my favourite player before Lee's jumps down my throat. But he is a player that does give us goals and his numbers are good. Caps has rightly said that Pepe, he played so well at the back end of last season, scored 16 goals in total. But the Super Chat says, why is Arteta unforgiving to Pepe but not to others. Lee, let's put this to you. I know me and you have a little bit of a disagreement about Pepe, how good he might be, but I do stand by it. I do think the numbers are there to see. It might not be that he's the best player and deserves a start, but when we're struggling for goals, I don't think it's a bad option, Lee. I really don't. No,
0: I've said that. I've always said he's a good goal scorer for us. I do think that, like, you know, and I think it's time. It's. It, I said it um, this week, and, I, and I'll say it again. It's Pepe time. It's, it's time to bring him back now. I, I do think that, like, you know. You're leaving out a player that has got goals in him uh, for, for whatever reason. I don't know why, why you know, I, listen, I, when I say I'm not his favourite f- fan, the reason I'm not is because I think he's so talented, but he doesn't fulfil his talent. And I bet there's been so many bloody Arsenal players like that over the last few years, you know what I mean? But I think he's got a talent. I think he's a very, very good player. But he doesn't fulfil it. He needs to fulfil it now. Really, to save his career and his Arsenal career, because I, I don't really know where he's going to go after this if he doesn't. You know, what I mean, he's he, he shouldn't be a backup uh, in in a like a squad player in a team in a team that's battling Euro, Europa League. You know, what I mean, he's better than that. So he needs to perform now, and I think it's time to bring him in. I have always said this, and and and, and uh, you know, I, I, I repeat it again. Mikel Arteta does not. Trust him and rate him. Had a fantastic season. The back end of the FA Cup win and semi final. I thought he was fantastic in those games. What was his reward? William being signed and replacing him. He's never been given the real opportunity to go. In. Last season, I remember going to Crystal. Well, we didn't go to the game at Crystal Palace. He was, you know, he 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 was brilliant. Scored a goal. with one three one there. You know, he, he, it's time for Pepe now, That's why I would put Saka at left back. Giving him the opportunity. I think he deserves it. He deserves a go, especially when players up front have not been doing the business. There was a time when Pepe wasn't getting in the team, when Saka was scoring, Smith Rowe was scoring, we were winning that December time when we were scoring goals after goals. And I turned around and said, Yeah, bring Pepe back, but who are you going to leave out? The fact of the matter is now it's changed. We've gone four games. We're uh, three games out, four without scoring. We're not scoring, so it's time for a change. It's time to bring him in, and it's time to change things up up front. So that, that was my only reason about not bringing Pepe in. For me now, it's time. He needs to come in, and please, 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 Pepe, if you do come in, please produce.
2: Well, we saw him come on a couple of times, didn't we, Graham, against Wolves and Brentford? Wolves, he was fantastic, scored the goal, changed completely the way that we played, and actually won us the game, in my opinion. I know he didn't score the winning goal, but of course he did contribute. And I do think, Graham, that we've got some options now. If Lacazette, if it's true that Lacazette is injured, I personally feel Eddie will play. I just think that Arnteller is that type to bring someone in. But I just want to get your opinions on not just Pepe, but what we could do with our front four, let's say, to try and create something and try and score some goals.
3: Yeah, first of all, I agree with you, Dan. I think if Lacazette's not fit, I, I think that, uh, he'll bring Eddie in. I do believe that. And and to be fair to Eddie, the last two weeks, and as Lee said, he's, he's been pretty good, hasn't he, off the bench. He's sort of like, two, last week against uh, Brighton, he, he hit the bar, and also he had a header well saved. So, you know, he had a good performance when he came on against Palace. So, but I think, so, um, Arteta might feel, you know, he's done enough to get a start if Lacazette's not fit. I think that would be the wrong move. Uh, you know, I slightly differ, disagree with Lee. Uh, I, I think that I wouldn't play Saka at left-back. But an, an option I'm thinking of uh, tomorrow would be to bring Pepe in and move Martinelli central uh, and move Saka over to the other side. I know Saka's better on the right, but he does in games. Even last week, he went over onto the left-hand side. Yeah. And when he, was in touch, he was getting frustrated. He was literally moving even central, wasn't he? So, so I, I, I think that's what Who I Who would you play at left-back, Brian? um Tabaris. So, uh, I, 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 Yeah, yeah that's what I would desire. even after
0: even after him not trusting him against Brighton with seven yeah. games without a win and seven
3: games without a goal you you'd still no, you are asking me what I would do I don't think yeah. Arteta would do it but I, what I would do tomorrow we can't, the thing is the yeah. 433 three, the problem he's got is the 433 three gives him the wide rotations that he likes and that's that, and that helps us in the way we press. I think so. That's why he likes that system. But the problem is with that system now, without party uh, to anchor it at number six, we haven't got someone good enough who can come in and play that role at number six. So he's almost like got flipped to a double pivot in my eyes. So I would play Jacker and Sambi as a double pivot, bring in Tavares at left back, move Odegaard central uh, behind the front three, and give Pepe his chance. Now Pepe and Martinelli. The advantage of that is, with Lacquer in the team at the moment, teams know that they can sit. Um, they, they don't. Have to, that, you know, they don't got to worry about Lacazette running behind, ever. Yeah, exactly. so, so predictable. If you've got Pepe and Martinelli with, you know, the pace they've got. Teams are going to can't play a highlight. Them. Yeah, exactly. So, so that's the advantage of that, you know. So, I think that. And Martinelli and Pepe, you know, it, it, you know it, it, in a fluid sort of formation, uh, it, it could change. I mean, Martinelli could drift out while Pepe could come central. So, and, you know, I know it's untried and I know it's, uh, they haven't worked together, but I think we're at that sort of stage of the season now. We just can't carry on playing the same way. It's, it's just not working. Um, I've got some of, uh, I don't know if you're interested, sort of why, you know, regardless of Lacazette's, uh, on, drop off, the drop-off drop in Lacazette's form, right? Between December the 6th, And March the 13th, he played 12 games, uh, right, and he scored three goals. Since then, he's played four games and scored no goals. In that period, he got the first period I talked about, he got seven assists. He's got no assists in the second period. Between December the 6th and March the 13th, he had 35.2 touches per 90 and 21.3 passes per 90 and 2.8 shots per 90. Uh, Touches in the opposition box 6.3. Those numbers now have dropped from 35 touches per 90 down to 24, from 21.3 passes per 90 down to 14.1, from uh, 2.8 shots per 90 to 1.6, and from 6.3 touches in the box down to 3.5. So it's clearly not working with him in the team. Absolutely not working. I mean, he scored something like he's had something like four four open play shots on target in a thousand minutes of Premier League football. He's, he's very easy to defend against, isn't he? So I, I think we need to mix it up. Teams When teams like Brighton, with their sort of centre halves, and, and Crystal Palace, you know, with their centre halves, are defending so comfortably the way they're doing, that suggests to me we've got to do something different. Martinelli and Pepe, one thing they've got, he's got pace. Pepe is a goal scorer. Whatever you think about him, he gets in shooting positions. I can't yeah. see why he can't sort of like come in off that right hand side and get some shots away with his, with his left foot. And also sort of like with him and Martinelli with pace, we need to change the way we play instead of sort of like, we need to sort of like, I think, build up slightly different and try and get them in behind uh, and and play to their scrims. But I don't think he'll do it. But that is an option, isn't it? A front three for me of Pepe, Martinelli and Saka.
2: Yeah, and that's if Smith-Rowe's got a knock, because they're saying obviously he came off, didn't he, with a knock. I don't know if that means he's out or if he is going to play. But Graham, the other thing I wanted to read out to you, Lee, is this. Timo Pukki has scored eight goals this season. He plays for Norwich who are rock bottom. Josh King has scored five goals this season. He plays for Watford who are second bottom. Jay Rodriguez has scored four goals this season. Sorry, three goals this season. He plays for Burnley. And Dominic Calvert Lewin, who's been injured for most of the season, has scored three goals. Lacazette scored four, which means he's in with the relegation strikers of Norwich, Watford, Burnley, and Everton. And he plays for Arsenal. And we're wondering why we're struggling for goals. Now, a lot of people have said to me, that's not our Lacazette's fault. It's the way he's being asked to play. The style of play from Arteta at the moment is he's the tip of that diamond. He's not allowed to get in the box because he's the one that builds up the play. And I would say fair comment to some of that. But I have seen Lacazette go through a number of opportunities this season and fluff his lines. I saw him against Wolves miss the target. I saw him against Burnley miss the target. I've seen him miss headers. I've seen him uh, miss sitters. For me it is isn't all down to Mikel Arteta and I'll be saying that and I've 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 given him a lot of stick everyone knows that Mikel Arteta you can't blame the the manager for the striker missing sitters you can't do that you can't blame the manager for style of play you can't blame the manager for putting Lacazette nowhere near the box but you can't blame Lacazette for fluffing his lines so when he has had the opportunity to double his tally this season and get towards 10 goals he's fluffed his lines so we definitely need to start to do something else I'm going to show you what I would go with this and then this is not going to happen. This is this is (laughs) I think we do know that Mikel Arteta is not going to do this, but I'm going to put up on the screen what I think I would do and ask for your opinions on it. Because I personally feel like this is the way that we should go. And I know that we've got some injuries and it might not be that this is the case, but I do think that this is something that we could look at. Obviously, Ramsdale's going to be in goal. We believe Cedric's going to be right back. Ben White and Gabriel will partner at the back. I would go with Nuno Tavares. And the reason I go with Nuno Tavares, forget what happened at Brighton, forget what happened at Palace, forget what happened at Nottingham Forest. He's our backup left-back. You signed him. You're the what coach? You're great at young players and coaching them, apparently. You're a young coach yourself, and apparently that's what you're supposed to be good at. So coach him. Granit Xhaka alongside Lukonga in midfield. Don't like Granit Xhaka, but he has to be in there because he's on at best that we've got without Thomas Partey. Then I'd go back to a 4-2-3-1 and have Erdegaard playing in that um, uh, number 10 and then have Smith Rowe, if he's fit, uh, and Saka, and then have Martinelli through the middle. Now, Pepe can come into the mix, of course, from the bench, or he might start if smith not available. You might want to go back to the formation that actually was playing quite well and have Martinelli as more. And have garden and uh, Chaka playing as the two attacking eights and Lekonga. But I think that would be what I'd probably go for against Southampton. But, of course, I believe Eddie and Ketia will probably be up front and Granit Chaka will be at left back. Lee, let's come to you.
0: That is the team that should have played against Brighton.
2: Yeah, exactly that team
0: is the team that should have played against Brighton, but it didn't. I, 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 I've got no, no complaints with that whatsoever. I just think that if you can't play, if you don't play, Savarez. I keep going and repeating it against Brighton. How can you go and say right? You can go in and now play. No,
2: I agree. I agree with that.
0: Game. and then you got to go to Chelsea, which is a tougher game. So I don't think they'd do that. I, I think that he may. Change it. Somebody said to me yesterday, which is, is a good point. Um, maybe put Gabriel out there and bring in Holding is is an option. That's better. That's a better option than putting Shaka out there, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. But um, you know, that would be my team. That would be the way it goes. The Martinelli going up front is just it's a no brainer as far as I'm concerned. I watched him on, on Saturday. sometimes on that wide position he's limited because he can't go what go out left. Because if he goes out left, he runs out of, he goes out of the gut off the pitch. So I would put him in the middle where he can just go left and he can go right. There was lots of times on, uh, on, um, on, on um, Saturday, what the fullback done was he got himself um, right on the touchline, right on the touchline. So, um, so basically saying to Martinelli, you ain't going to go outside of me because if you go outside of me, you're going to be off the pitch. So, come inside. What happens when you come inside? Where, what's all there? All the traffic. So, he was going into traffic or going into the, to the crowd. Very, very good tactic from the, from, from, uh, the Brighton manager. Um, and it is one way to, to nullify uh, Martinelli. Like, just keep showing him inside all the time. But if he's in the, f- in the middle, you, can, you can't sort of shut that option off. He can go left and he can go right. And, and, and to be honest, he can go left and he can go right. I just think it's now time that the manager has to shake it up. If he doesn't shake his balls up, you know, you know what I mean? on the front. If he doesn't shake his balls up, we are in trouble. It's as simple as that. He's got to shake them and he's got to, um, you know, hopefully it, it will work. I, I've got no faith that he will do that, though. You know, as we've all said, all three of us here have said that he's got, he'll probably play Eddie. If he plays Eddie, you know... If if I'm a manager now after watching the game against Brighton, I think well how can you beat Arsenal? How can you start? How can you stop uh, Martinelli playing? I tell you what I do: is the right back stays on the touchline, bring him inside all the time, and, and 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 I think that you know that that's what they do. You know, I mean, teams. Was, I, I think somebody said the other day why are Arsenal not scoring so many goals, and some I think it was Russ said it, um, our mate Oggy said it that um, because they 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 it
2: It could be the case. It could be the case. And, you know, listen, Graham, I mean, I want to get your thoughts on what you think of that team, because I think me and you are on the same page in certain positions there. And the second thing is, do you think that we can get, do you have the confidence that we can get this system right now to the end of the season without party and Tierney? Because we've got to try sank, mate. It's just looking pretty bleak at the moment.
3: Well, first of all, I like that 11, Dan. I think me and you are on the same page. That is the 11. I think I would probably even prefer to my 11. I just, we were talking about getting Pepe in the team, so I've sort of like, Found a way to get him in the team, but that will be my 11, uh, and what Lee uh, likes as well. The reason why I like that 11 is, is for uh, two reasons. Well, one is that you maintain the uh, wide rotations on the right, you've still got Odegaard working with Saka, which is our best combination over the last uh, few months, um, up high, and Cedric uh, can join him up there, so that's, that keeps that in place. Uh, and the other thing is, you talk about Jacker as not a left-back, but for many years, for many months or the last couple of years under Arteta, he's literally dropped across to cover the left back going high. So why can't he do that? He's not actually yeah. back as a left back. When we're attacking, he's just sitting there holding his position, covering the space and allowing Tavares to do what he's good at, to go high and get on the outside of Smith Rowe. Smith right. Rowe right. likes to come inside. So there's a bit of a combination there. And then Martinelli can sort of like come across the pitch, can't he? And sort of make runs off defenders. So... That gives us, I think, more um, openings to, to create sort of, um, sorry, more chance to create openings to move their, move people around. At the moment we're just too easy to defend again. Um And I, I just don't think Lacazette at the moment is offering nothing and I don't think Eddie, as, as reasonable as he's been when he's come off the bench, he hasn't, remember he hasn't scored a goal uh, this season, has he? Uh, he hasn't scored, so you'll correct me if I'm wrong, Dan, but I don't think he has. No, no. So, so, you know, I think the issue we've got is goals. I mean, we've seen it. I mean, on the AFTV Tactical Insight Show, we put it up there. This season, under Arteta, we've only scored 45 goals. We're on course for our worst season in uh, goals in a Premier League season for over five years. All right. And um, so that is extremely worrying. Um, whether Martinelli can add that something down the middle, we won't know until we try it. And he has done it in the, in the past, albeit in the Europa League. So I would go with that. I, I you know, I like that eleven. Uh, What's the second question, Dan? Sorry.
2: How do you think we can get a system working to the end of the season now?
3: Well, as I say, he likes the four-three-three. Three, he likes the two number eights up high. I, I, I just think without party there, I think we have got to move back to the four-two-three-one. Uh, I just that is the system that I would go for. So sort of the, the, the double pivot in midfield. Odegaard perhaps more central, but. He can still drift out to the right, depending on how we build up. But I just think we've got to change the system slightly uh, and look to sort of like change the way we play. You know, Because at the end of the day, managers are looking at Arsenal, man. We're playing the same way, aren't we? So they know what to expect. Defenders know what to expect. I just think we need to freshen it up. And, and that's the only way. What's coming back to bite us is obviously the January transfer window. We didn't get any signings 100%. in. 100% and that now is is the reason why we're not scoring goals. You know as simple as that. We needed to get someone in. It was Lacazette was it was always a risk to ask Lacazette to get us to the top four, wasn't it? It was always a risk. You know he he does great for the team. But he's not a goal scorer, is he? He's not the, the player he was a few years ago. So that's you know that's and I'm not blaming Lacazette because he's he's unselfish he's done a lot of good but I just think he's tired. I just think he's knackered. I just don't think he's fit to be able to, carry that role week in week out now at his age and and i just think we need to freshen it up so that's i think that's a great I mean,
0: point graham just yeah. just quickly getting onto that like i yeah. think that lacazette has not not done the business for us but everybody still likes him uh, and, yeah. uh, and, and and because you know he's willing to work he, he's sacrificing the, for, for the team and all that and and it, listen i i've got a lot of admiration for him but ultimately he's just not doing the business and and You know, for me, as much as I I like him as an individual and whatever, the team comes first.
2: Yeah, 100% it does. Lee, if we don't win on Saturday, is top four done? Yes. Yes. Why do you think that?
0: Because we've got too many. Look, listen, if you can't beat Crystal Palace away from home, you can't beat Southampton away from home. Logic tells you're not going to go and beat Chelsea away from home after what I saw the other day, and, and and Tottenham as well, and West Ham. You know what I mean? I think West Ham now may be a different ball game, and that's why it's important we win this game now to keep ourselves in. there. you know it's important that we keep ourselves winning, uh, get back to winning ways. What we've got to do is just keep the pressure on Tottenham, and hopefully they 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 explode. But if if you lose to Southampton. Tottenham's the pressure on Tottenham going into games because they they beat Brighton comfortably. And then the, the next game that they play, uh, it, I think is Brent is it Brentford? I don't know who Tottenham have got. If I be honest, I'm not really.
2: They got Brighton. They thought. got Brentford, and they got Leicester. The yes.
0: Yeah, so so if I if you if you go if you go into uh, you know. You've got, if, you, if you're not winning game if you're not beating Southampton, they're going into those games with no pressure. So, you've got to put pressure on them. We've got to keep on their coattails. Uh, and then, hopefully, they get injuries and whatever. And, and, and somewhere, we, we have got to do a madness. What they've done, you know. Listen, Tottenham were four games, um, beat, uh, lost four games on the spin and then went to Man City. Everybody thought it was going to be five games on on the spin you know, and they went and produced madness and got a result against Man City. We have got to do the same now. We've got to go and beat Southampton, which is going to be difficult. And then I'm afraid, boys, you know, if we're going to get back into the top four race, we have to beat Chelsea. It's as simple as that. You know, not an easy task. Um yep. and, and, and that, that is where we are. That's where we are we are now. If we don't beat Southampton, you, you can forget about it because we we're we're we 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 we're done. Stick a fork in us, we're done.
2: Graham I think I think top four is pretty much gone anyway in my opinion I know people might say that's negative but I really do I don't think we're playing well enough and the injuries have cost us and we didn't do enough in January so I think that's why but Graham do you have the confidence that even if we do go on an amazing run now that Spurs will drop enough points for us to open a gap to allow our top four to be secured by Arsenal or do you think that it's probably Spurs who are in the driving seat now? Well,
3: I think the Spurs are in the driving seat obviously obviously um, they're in the driving seat because they've got Kane and Song up front now firing, uh, and he plugged. They he plugged the gaps in the team he needed to plug with those two signings he got on the window. So if you look at it, if you look at it, they gained two players in the, in the January window in areas they needed to strengthen, and they were incredibly lucky because the players they bought were very unsettled at, at their clubs. So he was, and he had a bit of knowledge, and one of them in the Italian. Well, he, he, they're both in the Italian league, aren't they? So he. He had a bit of knowledge uh, about that and he went in and got them. And that strengthened. At the same time, we've lost two key players. So whereas they've strengthened and they've got Kane and Song back firing, we haven't got anybody up front who who is uh, prolific and potent as them scoring goals. But we've lost two key players, left-back and <laughs> yeah. uh, and Thomas Partey, who is, is, is that almost like irreplaceable in this team. So I just don't think we can cope with that. I'll be honest with you. Uh, and we took the gamble. What we did in January was to get out all the deadwood, to shrink the team down, the squad down. It was almost like the strength, the unity of the squad was a small squad, right? And that was the unity of the way they were playing together. But the, the danger was always going to be, if you got injuries to really key players, that that would become a weakness as much as the small squad was before a strength. And that's how it's played out. Party is irreplaceable in this team, and the way he's been playing. He's been playing that role that has almost like made us be what we've been up high. So, so, so is Kane and Song
0: though, um, Graham, yeah, and, and yeah. they've been fortunate; they've stayed fit. If they yeah. were to get injured, it's a different yeah. ball game. That is why it's key that Arsenal try and stay in this. But
3: uh, oh, the absolutely, the Kane and Song very rarely get injured, do they? Uh, no, I
0: season,
2: no, they? No, not this season. Haven't? No, they haven't. Oh, absolutely, they haven't. So, so,
3: yeah. Of. So going back to Tottenham's fixtures, Dan, when I looked at it, and this was before the fixtures against Palace and against Brighton. I was looking at who they were going to drop points against. So I was looking at it. We're likely at that time I was thinking we'll probably not get a result at Chelsea, probably lose at Chelsea. They'll probably lose at Liverpool. Right. So that's how I looked at it like that. And I looked at their next hardest games and I thought Villa away, Leicester at home on paper are probably their hardest games, apart from us, obviously, of, of, of the games left. They went to Villa and won four-nothing. So and Leicester at home, Leicester are in the Europa League uh, uh they're still in the right.
1: the yeah, yeah.
3: But they're still in it. So, so and they've got a very good record against Leicester. And by the way, Leicester gifted them three bloody points back in during yeah, the season. Yeah. You can't forgive them for that. Man City gifted them six points and Leicester gifted them three. So that is yeah. the sort of like, almost like done and done for us really. But so I was thinking, where are they going to drop points? I always knew that they were going to, that, you know, that they were going to beat the teams they were going to beat. Um, and looking at it, Brentford away, probably you think might not be easy, but I think they'll win there. Brighton at home, they're going to win that. Uh, they beat Newcastle as I thought they would. They've got Norwich and Burnley. They're going to win them. So it's hard to see where they're going to drop many points. Um, so And we've got to play teams like West Ham away. Alright, they're still in the Europa League, but they are still a very good side under Moyes and we've got to go away from home. Man United are not looking great at the moment, but you know, have you got any confidence with our players? Out, we're going to beat them at home. It's going to be no. difficult. Chelsea away, I can see us losing that. So, and then we have got to go to Tottenham. We need to. Or it's going to be a case, really. We're going to have to beat Tottenham away now. Before I was thinking, Graham, I, I think don't we lose need to
2: Tottenham. I think we need to, to win all our games, Graham. If we want top four, yeah. I think we have to win them all. Now, I really do. You know, losing to Palace and yeah. Brighton, we had a chance to. You know, sleeping up against Palace was a was a bit really disappointing. The way we played, I thought it was awful. But we could have gone into that Brighton game thinking, do you know what? Beat Brighton, beat Southampton, and then we're on a run and we've got the confidence back going for Chelsea. Now that we've got them injuries against Palace and we've gone into Brighton the way that we did, I think every single Arsenal fan is really, really lacking in confidence, not just for Chelsea and Man United and West Ham coming up, but also for Southampton on Saturday. But let me me ask you boys this before we do wrap up. Uh, Lee, I'll start with you. What do you think the score is going to be? on Saturday I know you're in Dubai you're probably not even going to watch it because you're probably a pina colada'd up but what are you going for man? I,
0: you know I, 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 I think I've gone to Arsenal to, to win 1-0 but I wouldn't be surprised if it's 1-1 I, 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 I'll I be honest I, I wouldn't I, I've got no faith in the team at the moment they need to they need to respond and bring the faith back into the fans because I think the fans have, have well I know like a few of me mate. And all that, uh, you know, we're talking at the moment in the group chats and all that. Mentally, we've we, we've gone. You, like yourself at the moment, saying it's not going to happen. There's a few others that like, we need to we need to get back on uh, and give give the fans some some hope. But I don't think it's going to happen,
3: so I'm, I'm going to go one-one. Mm, Graham depends what team you
2: pick. That's
3: the first thing. Yeah, so, that's that's a great point. Yeah. Secondly. Southampton have lost their last four at home and just been spanked by six by Chelsea. So Yeah. Uh, so, that, that they're probably got, they owe their fans a performance as much as Arsenal owe us a performance. So, it's, it's almost like, I just think it's going to be a draw. Uh, that's what I think. Um, but I think we could lose it because we might think we've got to win it. So, we might just leave ourselves vulnerable. So, it depends how we play on the day. Uh, if we start well, get the first goal, that gives us confidence. I always think if we start well and score the first goal, it gives us putting in the game. Um, I watched them at the Emirates. We beat them very easily at the Emirates. Uh, and that was one Lacazette scored, I think, his last open play. Deal, <laughs> you know, from that brilliant move wow. from the back. Yeah, so, brilliant guy. Uh, but I, I just, I, like Lee, I haven't got a lot of faith in the team at the moment. The only thing I will say is that the pressure in a funny way might be off. because It is almost like maybe the young players couldn't handle the pressure of being fourth and the expectations. Now the pressure is slightly off because Tottenham are now favourites to get top four. Maybe they can change the mentality. If I, but it boils down to I think if Arteta picks the right team, then. But I'm going to go for a draw. Yeah,
2: yeah. and do you know what, Graham, you're spot on there. And if Arteta picks the team, I expect him to pick not the one that I put up on the screen. <laughs> I wish the one that I think he's going to go with. I am going to go with a 1-1. One, one. I'm with Lee and with you, Graham. I think it's going to be a draw. And that's actually quite optimistic because I'm looking at this chat and I'm seeing 2-1 Southampton. I'm seeing 3-0 Southampton. <laughs> Nobody is confident. Obviously, we've got um, Daily saying 1-1. One, one. Um, I, I do feel like it's going to be a really difficult one. I, I really do. And I, I don't feel like we should go into this game expecting three points because we could be in a lot of trouble. And I do feel if we don't get three points, it's over. And I know people will say no, it's not mathematically, but I just think the dream's over. I really don't think we're, we're going to. Do get you know this what, and... Dan? I
3: think we should stop looking up at the moment. We need to start looking down. Simple yes. as that. And if we if we if we ain't careful, if we, if this becomes like more than a blip and it becomes like a crisis where we'll, uh, we start, you know, because remember we started the season really badly, three losses, and then this is the and now we've lost two on the trot. We don't normally. Over the course of the season, we've always bounced back, but if this was to continue, we could even be struggling to get Europe. It's possible, isn't it? So he needs to do something to turn this around quickly before it becomes. And then you're going to start looking down at teams like West Ham, and um, you know it's possible that Tottenham could get four, and if we ain't careful, West Ham and Man United would get fifth and six. Then it would be an absolute disaster. And I don't know where you sit with the manager then if that was to happen, because. Uh, yeah, you know, I think the European, European football was the, the least we expected this year. And if it goes from almost like we had Champions League, we were touching it to out of... Just imagine, I don't know how, what the, how the fan base is going to react to that. I mean, obviously, at the moment, the fan base are pretty much behind him. But that could easily flip quite quickly if European football was to fall apart. So we need to, I think, need to arrest this slide really, really quickly. Maybe top four has gone now. But we need to make sure we finish in the, in the European places. That's the least he needs to do.
2: Yeah, 100%. Um, Andy Arsenal, thanks for your kind super chat. This process is a lie, he says. They're trying to make Chaka the main man. I wouldn't care if he is a sub. How is it going to work with Granite Chaka as the main man? Andy, keep. Stay tuned because we are going to discuss this on Bank Holiday Monday uh, because for me, this is something we need to talk about. The Granite Chaka documentary has come out and, of course, it's causing a lot of scenes. I have my thoughts on it. I think the timing is absolutely hilarious that Arsenal are losing games. There's no kits to bring out, so let's bring out a documentary. Good timing. Let's try and get the fans talking about (laughs) something else. Um, Just quickly, I'm going to ask this before we wrap up, because I was asked this today, um, and everyone will know my answer. Uh, Lee, this is a really negative question, but I'm going to answer it anyway, because I was asked it today, and I thought it was going to be a good one to ask. Arsenal lose to Southampton, and we lose to Chelsea. We lose to Manchester United, and we lose (laughs) to West Ham. What happens to Mikel Arteta? That was the question I was asked today. It's not one I've made up. It's not me being toxic. Does he get sacked or does he get to the end of the season? For you, Lee?
0: No, I, um, it's not. No point um, sacking him to, to uh, midway through the end. To see it to the end of the season and and then see you later.
2: Okay, Graham. What about you? Do you remember you asked me once should he get a new contract,
3: and I said wait to the end of the season, didn't I? Same question, same answer here. Um, wait till the end of the season. See where he is yeah. at the end of the season. You know, I, I think, you know, this season has been, there have been some good things that have happened this season, but if it was all to fall apart, we end up where we normally are. You know, no. that, it's it's go. Won't, that, that won't be good enough. And I don't see yeah. how you can protect him. And that, that's just my view. I'm not an Arteta in, I'm not an Arteta out. I'm just looking at it realistically, uh, us as a football club, you know, and I think, you know, he has had a fair play down to you. You sort of got stuck by your laurels against the manager. You know, and he has got a bit of a free pass at the moment. Uh, but if he was to sort of totally capitulate, what does that tell you? you know, and I think that he'd done this last season, didn't he? Uh, we literally fell apart right at the end of the season last year. Uh, although we did in the league. I'm talking about the Europa League uh, mistakes he made there that cost us that. So, um, yeah, I would wait to the end of the season. But if he was to, if he was to go tits up, it, it could do. Um, you know, he, 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 I don't think they'll get rid of him though. I just think the hierarchy seems to love him But I don't see how you can keep supporting a manager If he's not delivering results And, you know, we are Arsenal Football Club You know, we have no divine right to win trophies But I, I do think we expect better than 8th place uh, every year And uh, I think, you know, if he gets European football I think, you know, at least, you know, it's, it's an improvement But if he was the picture, like you say that debate will become more intense, I think, about his future. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Totally agree.
2: I absolutely agree, 100%. Uh, guys, thank you all so much for listening in the chat. Before we go, please remember, next Thursday night, we have an event, a live event, Face to face event, an audience with. We're doing a live podcast at the Hippodrome Casino, seven o'clock till nine o'clock, twenty first of April. It will be myself and Lee as part of Lee Judges TV. It will be Sophie and Kevin Campbell, Super Kevin Campbell from the Highbury squad, and we'll have Harry from the Chronicles of Laguna, and of course Tom from the Laguna Talk. If you are, he's froze. He's froze.
3: Yeah. <laughs> this is where you step in, Judge. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I've,
0: got, I've got, a good um, internet, like you know. So I will carry it on, like you know, live audience. Um, so get your um, uh, request in. It's, it's free. You don't have to pay. You, all you got to do is just uh, say that you want to attend, and we'll get back to you. As I said, like you know, we're, we're probably doing a bit of a Q and A as well. Like, um, obviously, like as we said, Dan and myself will be there. Um, be great to see Sophie there as well. Um, So it will be a very, very good event And uh, get yourself down there Leicester Square, the Hippodrome Have a little bit of a a, a flutter on the old uh, tables afterwards as well If you want, that's your your prerogative if you want to But it'll be a very, very good night 7 o'clock till 9 o'clock be there. I
2: just fancied having, having, a, having, a, having a bit of a break there. I just fancied a bit Yeah, a bit no of worries. A break no. I thought I'd done really well with it. But, but. You did. You recovered it well, mate. I, my Wi-Fi went for whatever reason. Uh, so thank you for that, judges. Uh, the other thing I want to do is say a huge thank you to Graham. Not just for coming on tonight, Graham, but I do want to say a huge thank you because you've been brilliant on this channel. Uh, the show you do with me is absolutely fantastic. I know Lee agrees and um, I yep. want to say a huge thank you. I think you've been amazing and it's great to have you with us tonight, mate.
3: Yeah, I love coming on the channel. You know, I love you guys to left You know that, and a lot of admiration and respect for you. Uh, two great Arsenal men, and uh, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm always available to do that uh, work with you, Dan. But um, funny enough, I came on tonight talking about my role as a, a union rep. I've got to go away to conference. I get a conference once a year at Bournemouth, so I will be away. I think it's actually the week of the Man United game, unfortunately, so I right. won't be available. So, uh, which is a bit disappointing. I didn't want to go, but as as I'm a sort of like a, a member of the branch committee, I can't not go. So I'll be down at Bournemouth that week and following the game from down there. Yeah, but apart from that, always uh, thanks for the invite and always a pleasure coming on and, and being on Lee's channel. Thank you very much.
2: Thank you, Graham. Absolute top man. Guys, it's been a pleasure. Thank you all so much for your interaction. Thank you all for your super chats. Uh, We'll be back on the bank holiday Monday and we will see you then. Hopefully at that stage, Arsenal will have surprised us all and got a three points at St Mary's. Until then, we'll see you next time and up the Arsenal, guys. Take care.